This is 5 Minute Friday, the history of data science, episode number 2 out of 5. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody listening into this. Super excited to have you back here on the show. Today we're continuing with our excursus into the history of data science. Uh, last time we looked at the origins of data science from 1950 to 1999. If you missed that episode, then check it out in the history uh, of episodes uh, for this podcast. Uh, because today we're moving forward in this episode, we'll be looking at how data science continued to develop in um, at the start of the 21st century. So between 2001 and 2010. So the first thing that we should point out that is that data science probably didn't live up to the expectations of science fiction. If you've seen uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, there's this robot, HAL 9000. I personally haven't seen the movie yet, but I've uh, learned a bit about it on uh, YouTube, and now I'm very curious to see it. Uh, for instance, if you haven't seen it either, you can check out this uh, short video, which has like over 2 million views, and the video is um, called um, I'm Sorry Dave, I'm Afraid I Can't Do That, and that's HAL 9000, the AI in the movie, when he refuses to open the hatch door. Um, so yeah, very interesting, and the expectations were that by 2001 we would have artificial intelligence which would be as sentient as humans. However, of course, we um, don't didn't have them then and we don't have them still. Although recently I watched an interesting interview. We'll link, it, we'll link to it in the show notes. Um, an interesting interview between Tony Robbins and Sophia. You know, Sophia, that first, uh, the robot that got citizenship in Dubai a few years back. So this is a new interview that, well, an interview that Tony Robbins had with her recently. And yeah, like very good responses. Like the the robot, it's, it feels like it's actually having a conversation. So uh, if you haven't seen that either, check it out. It's pretty cool. So anyway, at, on, at the start of the 2000s, we didn't have AI, still don't. But instead, what we saw were some influential people talking about data science becoming more of a science. So uh, first one uh, notable of mentioning is uh, an article by William Cleveland, who is a professor of computer science at Purdue University, known for his work in data visualization. And he called for a new type of profession, a merger between data analysts and computer scientists. Um, so kind of like bringing together the, the computer science, like taking computer science and not just having it as just programming and developing software, but actually bringing it into analytics more. And the second was um, a piece, uh, well, basically some arguments from Leo Brayman. And Leo Brayman, uh, you may have not heard the name, but he was a statistician at Berkeley and he bridged the gap between statistics and computer science. For instance, you're going to be probably shocked to hear this, but he invented the random forest algorithm. There is a quite a high chance that you've used or will very soon use the random forest algorithm in your in your work, in your career. Well, Leo Brayman, that's just one of the things he did for machine learning. He created a random forest, something that data scientists use on a daily basis, probably like thousands, if not tens of thousands of random forests being created every single day. And he is the person who invented it. 
Well, Leo Brehman argued that we need to start employing algorithmic models, which we use in machine learning now, rather than stochastic uh, data models, which are predominant in statistics mostly. Um, and now, like back then, these were arguments, and this was just like something to where people are predicting the world would be going. Right now, it's impossible to imagine a modern data scientist working any other way. Like all we do is we mostly use algorithmic models to model our data. The, in the early 2000s, also two journals were launched, the Data Science Journal and the Journal of Data Science, which are still going strong, you can find them online. Uh, a few years later, in 2005, the National Science Board published a definition of data scientists as those whose primary activity is to conduct creative inquiry and analysis. And thereby, this recognized the incredible importance and variety. So it's not just crunching numbers, it's actually in uh, creative creative inquiry and analysis. So that recognizes the importance and variety of the work that we do to this day as data scientists. The first data science research center in China was established in Shanghai in 2007, and researchers from there argued in 2009 that data science is a completely new science, since unlike natural sciences and social sciences, its research object is data in cyberspace. So that was all very exciting. However, the big boom truly began in 2008. And one of the first people to recognize it was uh, DJ Patel, who is the chief or who was the chief data scientist of the US uh, between 2015 and 2017. How cool is that? Being the chief data scientist of a country, not just any country, the United States. That's a huge um, responsibility, uh, not only to deliver the work, but also to represent data scientists worldwide. And so DJ Patel is quite known for his Harvard Business Review article, which he wrote with Tom Davenport, uh, titled Data Scientist is the Sexiest Job of the 21st Century. That's where it all started, if you've heard about that. Uh, if you haven't read it yet, highly recommend checking it out. It's on Harvard Business Review. And then after that, in 2009, we saw a publication of numerous articles uh, which were seeking to define what exactly this field was and how to develop it further. Uh, so, for instance, harnessing the power of digital data for science and society argued that data scientists are key to the current and future success of the scientific enterprise, but also that they often receive little recognition for their contributions. Google's chief economist noted that with the increasing availability of free data, the bottleneck is the ability to understand that data and gain insight from it. And an astrophysicist, Kirk Bourne, who is the principal data scientist at Booz Allen Hamilton now, and he's also one of the uh, leading evangelists in the space of data science. He's looking to educate lots of people. He's got lots of followers on LinkedIn. Uh, also a very interesting person to check out, Kirk Bourne. Uh, well, he argued that training the next generation in the fine art of deriving intelligent understanding from data is needed for the success of sciences, communities, projects, agencies, businesses, and economies. So you can see how towards the end of uh, the 2000, 2000s uh, to 2010s, so that first decade in the 21st century, uh, things really started heating up, like uh, data science became, there were articles flying around data science. Data science started getting in the limelight and becoming very popular and started even even a hype developing about around data science 
But it's not just one of those hypes, as we know from the previous episodes, not just one of those hypes that came out of nowhere. All of this, was, there was a, a huge lead up of decades of work leading up to this. And this is when it all started coming out into the world and many people hearing about it worldwide. So essentially, we could keep going on and quoting others who presented data science in an increasingly glowing light, but they all said essentially the same thing. Welcome to the 2000s. The golden age of data science has begun. And that's where we'll leave it off today. Very exciting time. In the next episode, we will um, discuss the following stage in the history of data science. I look forward to seeing you there. And until next time, happy analyzing. Happy analyzing.